Okay, so uh, in Italian it says, Che diremo dunque riguardo a queste cose? Se Dio è per noi, chi sarà contro di noi? Colui che non ha risparmiato il proprio figlio, ma lo ha dato per noi tutti, non ci donerà forse anche tutte le cose con lui? What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Thank you very much. No Farsi this morning. Um, so you'll just have to read Farsi yourself in the sheet. Um, I won't read it for you. Uh, thank you for reading those words. They're brilliant words for us to be thinking about together this morning. But I want to begin by asking this. Does anyone like playing games? Does anyone like board games? Yeah, lots of hands going up. What are some people's favorite board games? Do you want to shout out? No, what's your favorite board game? Monopoly. I love Monopoly. You know, I had never lost Monopoly until I met my wife. It was nearly the end of her happy anyway. Um, any other board games? What other board games do people like? What's that? Ping pong. Yeah, that's sort of board game. Any other board games? Risk. That goes on for hours. Risk takes forever. Board games? Monopoly. We really like Monopoly. What else we got at the back here? Some more hands. What we got, George? Scrabble. Scrabble? That's a clever board game. Ticket to Ride. Catan. Yeah, we love these. Lots and lots of games. Now, let me tell you, the week after next, I'm going on holiday with my family. Big family. So my mum, my dad, I've got my brother coming and his wife, my sisters, nieces, nephews, Big Tuckwell family. And when the Tuckwell family go on holiday, it means just one thing. It means games. So every evening, we'll head into the lounge. Someone will get a game out and we'll split into teams. And let me tell you, that's the moment I get sad. Because the teams are never fair. <laughs> What you need to know is my mum... She's really, really good at games. And my dad, he's lovely. But games really aren't his thing. He's the one, when he hears the question, he'll shout out the answer, but it was the other team's question. And you're like, Dad. And somehow I always end up, I don't know why, but I always end up on my dad's team. And so I'm left sitting there thinking, this isn't fair. These teams aren't fair. And actually... Life can be like that at times. Life can feel very unfair. In fact, put your hand up if at some point in your life you have said, that's not fair. And someone said to you, life's not fair. That happens, doesn't it? And you're like, well, I want it to be fair. Life doesn't always seem fair. Life can seem hard. Now, think about it this way. Imagine life is like a game of tug-of-war. Do people know tug-of-war? So you've got one rope, you've got two teams, and the two teams are trying to pull the other team their way. 
In fact, just to make sure everyone knows what tug-of-war is, let's have a little game of tug-of-war. I need, I need six little volunteers. Okay, we've got to have... Come on, Noah. Do you want to bring... Yeah, George, come, come with him. <laughs> We're gonna, come on, this uh, Brilliant one. Do you want to come? Esther's going to come too. And yeah, behind. Perfect. Brilliant. One, two, three. Now, I think, I think we've got six. Should we go... You, you reckon it's not happening. Noah, you're that side. Do you want to go that side too? Do you want to go that side too? Okay, you've got four on this side. You four all on that side there. Take the rope. You need to come down to the wood at the front because my risk assessment says it's far safer over on the wood at the front. Even then, there are potential issues. No, I'm going to bring the rope. I'll bring the rope. Fear not. Okay, make sure you've all got the rope. Now, the marker should be in the middle. Okay, so you, Esther, come this way a little. All squeeze up a little. Okay, Marker's in the middle. Do you want to grab the rope a little closer? That's it, that's it, that's it. You all ready to pull? Okay, Ruth's on safety at that end. Will's on safety at that end. You know what to do? Three, two, one. Pull! Oh! Oh, oh we've got our winners! Give them a round of applause. Now stay there, stay there. Now, what I want you to do, I want, um, let's just shuffle the teams around a little bit. Um, Esther, you stay here. Why don't uh, you three head that way? One, two, three. Yeah, that, that'll do. That'll do. Okay. Now, let me just, um, before, before we have this, let's just check. Does, does this seem fair? Esther, you happy? You know, you. <laughs> I want to say, life can feel like this sometimes. Life, it can be as if, as if this is us. This is us. Esther's us. There you go. She's us. And then there's lots of things against us in life. The person who wrote these verses in, in Romans chapter 8, he was called Paul. You see, and Paul, he goes on to say all the hard things that can happen in life. He knew life was hard. And so he talks about trouble. He talks about hardship. He talks about persecution when people are against us. He talks about famine, not having enough food, or nakedness, not having enough clothes. He talks about danger and sword. He's talking about death. Lots of things in life that seem far bigger than us. And they're scary things. We get afraid. There'll be different things for each of us. Here are a few that I thought of which might be relevant. Uh, loneliness, that can feel hard. There you go, your loneliness. Brilliant. Sickness, sickness can seem hard and scary. Hey, you've got a Man United top on, you're my friend. Uh, bullying, bullying. Not that you ever would know, bullying. Here we go. Um, exams. Hey, they can seem big and scary, can't they? Seems like exams can be against us. Your exams. You're looking quite pleased about that, actually. Your mum's pleased. Um, or shame. Shame. It's my last one. You're both going to have to be shame, you two. There we go. <laughs> no, the, the, the risk assessment definitely doesn't allow for that. Okay. So, they're just five things. There are lots more things which in your life will seem big and scary and will leave you thinking, this isn't fair. It's not good worth asking yourself what those things are. 
Life seems scary. And if we let this tug of war happen like this, we know who's going to win. Strong though the Tuckwells are, she's going to lose. Because there's all these things against her. It's not a fair battle. But listen again to the words that Marie read for us. Paul writes, he says, What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Do you hear that? I love that. If God is for us, who can be against us? What Paul's saying is what matters is having God on your tug-of-war team. No one's going to beat God. It's like this. It's like, imagine this pillar here. Imagine this is God. Okay, that's the pillar. That's God. You want God on your side, the, the creator God. The God who made you and knows you. The God who he never changes. You want him on, on your side. And imagine Esther is living life, trusting in God. It is as if her rope is anchored to God. Now, I've been practicing this knot all week. Let's send it round again. Her life is secure. It's firm. Here's the moment. This is where I let the Royal Engineers down. Two years as a cadet. There we go. Right. Esther's life... Anchored to God. Lots of hard things against her. How are you feeling now? A little happier? Ready for the race? Three, two, one, pull! Oh. I tell you, loneliness is really giving it a go. You can stop. That is quite a relief, actually, because... it would have ruined both an illustration and the church if the pillar had come down. I was a little worried. Final Sunday. Now, volunteers, you've been brilliant. You can go and have a sit down. Thank you very much. Thank you. Brilliant, brilliant. Do you see, if God is for us, Who can be against us? If God's on our side, who can be against us? Why don't you say that with me? If God is for us, who can be against us? Life is big and scary. But if God's on our side, we will not be moved. Hard things will still happen. The Bible's very clear about that. Hard things happen. But if God is for us, Who can be against us? We're going to sing a song about that now. Um, It's a song which the children know really well. It's a song with actions. It's a song that Jude is going to help with the actions. Feel free to join in the actions. Feel free not to. 
just as you feel, um, we're going to stand and sing. Our God is a great big God. Thank you. Do take a seat again. You've had your Sunday morning exercise. Remember what we've seen then. We've seen that if God is for us, then who can be against us? But I think that leaves one big question. I think it leaves us wanting to ask, is God for us? Is God for me? Is God on my side or is he actually against me? That would be terrifying, wouldn't it? To have the creator God, the one who made you, to have him against you, not on your side. Or maybe you're not even sure of this God that Paul speaks of. Does he even exist? How how can I know? How can we be sure? How do we know if God is real, if he's on our side? Well, listen again to the second verse that Mary read for us earlier. We read, He, God, who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things. Now, I don't think that's a very easy verse to understand. So let's think carefully about what Paul is saying. He's saying, look, how can I know if God is on my side? That's the question. How can I know? And Paul says, well, if you want to answer that question, there's one place you need to look. I guess you've asked that question. I guess you've been in a difficult place in life and you've been left thinking, is God there? Is he on my side? Paul says, where you need to look is to Jesus. We're going to keep thinking about this tug of war. We're going to think about what happens in this tug of war. If God the Father, let's, let's imagine God the Father, he, he is on, he's on this side. God the Father. Now, if God the Father is on that side, which side is Jesus going to be on? Yeah, he, he, he has got to be on the same side as God the Father. They're both God. Jesus says, I and my Father are one. So, if that's true, which side are we going to put? sin on, all the wrong things we we do and say and think. Is that this side? No. Sin has got to be on this side. And so has death. And so has shame. You see, God is good and perfect He can't be on the same side as sin, as all the wrong things that we do. They're on different sides. But actually, that leaves a question because what about us? Where do we go? Before Jesus died on the cross, you know, we couldn't go on this side because you and I do wrong things. 
and say wrong things and think wrong things. The Bible is very clear that you and I are sinners. And so we are on this side. And that is terrifying. Do you see the creator God, the one who can't move, who you cannot win if you're against, he is on the other side of you and I. And yet, something wonderful happens in these verses. Have a listen again. He, that is God the Father, he did not spare his own son, that's God's son Jesus, but he gave him up for us all. You see, God the Father gave up Jesus. It's as if in this game of the tug of war of life, God does this amazing player swap. He says, Jesus, you are going to go on that side. And as Jesus died on a cross 2,000 years ago outside Jerusalem, real person, real events, real place, as he died on that cross, he experienced shame. He knew sin, not his sin, it was our sin. And he died. You see, God gave him up from his team and put him on that team. Do you know why he did it? He did it so that we could be on his team. Isn't that wonderful? We deserve to be on the team of sin and death and shame. But God gave up Jesus. He says, you're going on the other team so that my people can be on my team. And it's, it's a wonderful truth, amazing truth, that God is saying to each one of us, you can be on my team because Jesus died on the cross. Paul says, he who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? You see, when we, when we know this truth, when we say to God, I want to be on your team, then we realize because God was prepared to give up Jesus, well, he will give us anything. He's not going to hold back anything. In the good times... In the tough times, you can be absolutely sure God is on your side because he gave Jesus. He will do anything to get us ready for eternity. So is God for us? Well, look at Jesus, Paul says. Look at what happened to him and remember. And if God is for you, well, who can be against you? I'm going to finish this morning with a prayer. It's a prayer which, because you you might be thinking, well, I I didn't know this. I didn't know that Jesus died on the cross so that I can be on God's team. And I want to be on his team. Maybe you're thinking, well, I, I did know this, but actually I've never said to God, God, thank you. And I really do want to live my life on your team. And so... I'm going to say a prayer. It's, it's actually on the back of your service order, at the bottom. It's printed there. 
so you can follow. I'm going to pray it. And if you want to pray it, if you want to make this prayer your prayer, to say to God, I want to be on your team, follow along in your heart and join with me saying, Amen at the end. Let's pray together. God in heaven, I know that I have done wrong things and I don't deserve to be on your side. I'm sorry for the wrong things I have done. But I believe that you gave up Jesus so that I could be on your side. Thank you that Jesus died for me. Please help me to live like him. Amen.